Good Thursday evening to everybody. You are listening to the Ohio High School Hoops Around the State podcast. I am your host, as always, Kurt Stubbs. And on today's episode, we are going to continue on with the series, The Chase, featuring John Diebler's run at the state's scoring record. If you missed episode one, make sure you go back and check that out. Uh, We talked about John's freshman season at Fostoria. The Redmen finished the year 19-4, lost in the district semis to Ottawa Glandorf, a team that would go on to win the state championship, the Division II title that year. And Fostoria had eight of their top ten back. Um, If you were listening to episode one, you know that. Uh, And... The makings of, of obviously a really good team coming back after a 19-win season. But uh, for reasons, Keith Diebler, uh, their father, who was the head coach at Fostoria, decided uh, to take the open position at Upper Sandusky, which was uh, closer to his hometown where he graduated from Colonel Crawford in 1970. And he took uh, his two boys, Jake, uh, who would be a senior, uh, and John, who was going to be entering his sophomore season. Um, They came with him down to play for uh, the Rams, who were coming off a 7-14 season prior to them getting there. They lost in the first round of the tournament to Lexington. But when you add um, Jake and John, you're you're adding two All-State caliber players, to a team um, that, despite only winning seven games, had the pieces. They had some pieces in place already. Uh, returning all Ohioan Greg McKaylee, uh, Miles Weaver, uh, who also played in college at Capital. Uh, Greg played football at Mount Union. We talk about those guys throughout this episode. So this 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 show is going to feature that 2004-2005 season, their initial year at Upper, uh, which ultimately culminates with a state division two championship, a 27 and 0 spotless record. Uh, and John talks us through that season. And we focus, you know, on the team a good bit this year because of just the amount of success they have. And, and John really wasn't uh, concerned or, or really even knew that there was a record to be had out there. So we, we really focus on the team with the, with the, crazy amount of success that they had this team averaged close to 90 points a game giving up um, only around uh, 63 points a game they were a very very fun basketball team to 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 watch and John talks about that season he talks about some individual games and um, even his and Jake's commitment uh, to Valparaiso so he tells some pretty cool stories um that go along with this season. So I really think you're going to enjoy it. Um, most of the feedback I got from episode one was, was really good. Um, and, and as I tell most people that, that compliment the show and, and you know, there's, there's people I'm sure that, you know, don't find the show interesting, but you know, people that do uh, comment or, or tell me they like the show, I usually respond with, you know, the show is only as good as the, as the guests that you have and, and, and what they bring to the table. I mean, you can pretty much put anybody on, on this side of the mic, 
But, um, you know, when you, when you have a guest um, like John or, or just so many of the other, uh, other people we've had on the show, it makes it pretty easy. And, you know, they're the ones that, that uh, are the reason that we can have a show. And, and, man, we've had great guests. And John is just another one of those um, guests. And his story is extremely interesting, um, obviously, because of the breaking the state scoring record, his career to highest state, and just just a, a beloved character here uh, in the state of Ohio. So I hope you guys uh, enjoyed episode one, but I hope you enjoy episode two even more because I think this one is a great show because uh, John really uh, talks us through this state championship season. So um, let's get it rolling. I know this could not have been an easy decision for your father to to make this this move. What went into this? Uh, it was just a, a family decision. I think um, you know there was some things going on with an assistant coach who um, you know was family to us, and he was going to get a job there, and and we were going to be loyal with him and his coach Levy. And he, uh, I mean, he's been with my dad since he was started coaching, um, and we. Uh, we felt that it was the right thing to do and, and um, you know, not to get into too much detail. We just felt that that was something that our family was willing to do. And we did, and it, it ended up working out. Yeah. And you, your dad you obviously graduated from Colonel Crawford just down the road. So <laughs> yeah, just down the road. So, you know, you guys make uh, the trip down. What way do you guys get on there? 23 South or to- to from Fostory to Upper, you can get on to fifty three. I think it is fifty three. Yeah. So you're looking at less than probably what yeah, thirty, like twenty five, less minutes, than thirty miles. So now you're you're in you're in Wyandotte <laughs> County, uh, but you know, I guess unfortunately you're still in the same league with Fostoria, so you're gonna have to see these yeah. guys again. Um, now. Just some creds on Upper Sandusky. They were seven and fourteen. And, um, you lost in the se- they lost in the sectional opener to Lexington in the two thousand three oh four season. Uh, but you know, with bringing you guys down there with your father as well, um, you guys were able to rack up um, seventeen hundred ninety two points in the regular season, nearly ninety points per game. You only given up sixty three. You were only held under eighty just three times in twenty games that year, uh, twice by the same team. Um, seven times you scored more than ninety, and twice over the century mark. Your closest game in regular season was ninety one eighty one, a win at Galleon. Um, I guess lead me into this season. You know, you guys obviously had to get acclimated to the rest of the guys that were returning from last year's team. What, what was mm-hmm. that process like through the summer to try to gel with this new group of guys? Honestly, it was, it wasn't that difficult of a transition. I mean, obviously playing against them twice during the regular season, you're familiar with the guys on the team, you know, McKaylee and Miles Weaver and Curtis Siebenauer, Brock England and Aaron Weatherall and 
know, we were familiar with those guys, but to, um, you know, once we got there, I think it just, it just clicked. And, um, you know, they had, they had some good players on their team, guys that, uh, you know, Greg obviously had a phenomenal career as a quarterback in mm-hmm. Union, and Brock played wide receiver at uh, Ohio Northern, I believe. And, you know, Miles Weaver played at Capitol. So we had good athletes. There were good athletes there, guys who could play. And I think just, you know, with my dad's system and, you know, adding Jake and I, that kind of took us over the hump. Yeah. Now, you know, when you guys are in the summer and moving on into the fall, I mean, realistically, did you all think or that this team could win the state? Absolutely. I think um, I think Jake and I were very motivated after that loss, uh, personally for us. And then, you know, we, we worked hard. And I think the other guys saw that and bought in. And we were confident in the skill and the athletic ability that we had that we felt we could make a run at it. Yeah, I mean, you guys – that game was was uh, very competitive against OG. So you knew what it looked like and what it took for somebody, a team mm-hmm. that you played to win a state. So I'm sure that had to help moving down to upper and then moving into this season. I don't know if anybody could have expected the destruction that you guys did throughout <laughs> the season. You know, going 27-0 and is a – is a different conversation than, than winning the state. Cause when you look, when yeah. you look at a lot of teams, especially when you're looking at division two and division one, I bet, I mean, you can look back. There's not a lot of teams that run the table. Yeah. Division. And obviously yeah. you, know, you look at some of the teams you're playing and, you know, smaller, smaller schools. And I think there was a lot of question is, you know, what, how would it work? I mean, we were confident within our team. We would have, we were confident if we were to go back to false story that we would have made a run at it with, the experience that we got playing OG and you know I think once we started practicing together at Upper and the guys I mean it wasn't there was never any you know we gotta get along and like we we clicked right away um and that helped and you know we started playing well and each game we started playing better and guys were having fun and and I, we felt that, you know, regardless of who we were playing during the regular season, and at the time, the NOL was tough. I mean, the NOL was very good, um, you know, all the years that I played there. Um, so, I mean, at the end of the day, in the tournament, you know, you got to meet some of the bigger schools. But we weren't, we weren't afraid of those guys. Yeah, that's that. That was probably when I was, you know, going through this and, and thinking back. It's like, I think a lot of people around the state you know, look at your schedule. They don't know, they don't know a whole lot about those teams. It's not a sexy part of the state, if you will, but you obviously proved that you could play and beat anybody um, Mm -hmm. over the next three years. But like you said, at Fostoria, I mean, you weren't chopped liver. You were 19 and four, got beat by the state (laughs) champs. Um, So you guys know what it took. Uh, So you come into this season, what, to play the style that you guys played, which was just very frantic, um, a lot of trapping and, and getting shots up early in the offense. What was it like to prepare to play that style in practice? What what was that like? I mean, we we practice how we play. Like you, you have to be in mm-hmm. shape. I mean, our practices weren't very long, but they were intense. We competed. And we were running and trapping and pressing each other in practice. So that's why I think it's hard for teams to prepare for it. And you hear guys like, oh, we had seven guys on defense for the trapping. And it's 
it's hard to prepare for because you're, it's constantly up and down. And we were in shape for it. A lot of teams aren't. So, you know, you have other teams, coaches calling timeouts to get guys a breather. Or, you know, it's just it's, it's something that you can't practice for. So, I mean, for us, our guys works. I mean, in that system, yeah, we shoot a lot of shots, but it's a rewarding system if you work hard. If you put the time in and, and work on your shooting and work on your ball handling, like it's a, it's a rewarding system. Now, let me ask you this, John, because when after the 05 state tournament, I, I, would, I was still fairly young and in, in, in playing quite a bit of pickup. And when I went back, I mean – we were playing some pickup ball and, and these guys just started chuck, you know, pulling threes on the fast. Said, what are you guys doing? <laughs> like, man, didn't you see upper play? I said, yeah, but you, <laughs> you're not, you're not as good as them. Stop shooting that shot. So my question is in that style of play, does the, I had a coach one time tell me you can't run the West coast offense with East coast players. So <laughs> In that particular offense, does it have to? Does there have to be a, a certain type of player making up that, you know, lineup when you're playing like that? Oh, uh, I mean, it helps having good players <laughs> and good athletes. It's like that with any, right. any system, you know. Um, I mean, we had we had really good players. We had very very good athletes um, and guys that played collegiately in other sports as well. Um, so I think it's just, it's like I said, I think the thing is when you put the time in and, and our guys worked hard, they worked on their shots, they worked on shots they would get in the games. And my dad has never taken a player out for shooting a shot. He's taking guys out for not shooting because he doesn't want people to, to fear. He's always been big on playing with your instincts and, you know, he's never wants someone second guessing themselves in a the game. So he always said, like, if you feel like you're open, shoot it. You know, there's not a bad shot in our system. If you don't shoot, then you'll come out because he doesn't want people to get down on themselves or second guess themselves. Yeah. I think, you know, and when you look at your team, their upper a guy, you mentioned um, this guy was a, if I'm, if I'm correct, I think he was a returning all Ohio player, which was Greg McKaylee. Yeah. And, you know, not that he took a back seat, but you know, with you guys, you know, coming down with the credentials that you had um, and then get, getting this team on a big stage I think people kind of saw, hey, this guy's this guy's pretty good, uh, and, yeah. and obviously, you know, Stag Bowl MVP and and first team All American uh, at Mount yeah. Union, but you know, he could hoop. Yeah, he could. He was a he had a, he's a lefty, and you know, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. And and Greg wants to win. And I think when we got there, he knew that we could help him win. And and like I said, he's not a selfish guy. Um, he would embraced us with open arms and you know it great guy and great teammate yeah I think that was the one common theme that I I, I saw like tracking down through these you know these years and and with all the points that you put up is no matter how many times you were interviewed it was always the record with you know the points and the individual honors was second you were and I think you know most of the guys especially your brother were, were about winning First and first and foremost. No, absolutely. I mean, I've we've been taught at a young age, all of us, you know, growing up that you know the winning's most important thing. Your individual accolades will come along as you win. Um, it's it's been like that growing up. It's like that in high school. It's like that in college. It's like that professionally. 
I mean, you can score as many points as you want, but if you don't win, people don't, people don't look at you the same. Well, a couple of highlight games regular season. This Obviously, the, the return to Fostoria uh, in, in <laughs> game four on December 17th of 2004. You guys bury 14 trays that night. You led 35-14 uh, after one. Jake had 23 and 12 rebounds. You had 24. And your dad uh, made the comment, uh, says, you don't look forward to coming back like this, but once the games start, you just have to forget about the friendships you've made and the relationships you've formed in. You know, four of the greatest years of my life, it was tough. This whole week has been long, and I'm glad for it to finally be over with. Um <laughs> What what was it like returning? Was, was, I, I mean, was it hostile that night? Was it? Oh, it was packed. Yeah. It was tough. It wasn't easy for anyone. I think, um, you know, my dad said it right. <laughs> I mean, those are guys that we went to battle with less than a year ago. And, uh, you know, just some things happened and we ended up moving on. But those guys were family. You know, I spent my junior high career there and my first year of my high school career there. And guys that we talked to to this day, like I said, that's family. And that was not. That was not an easy, easy game to prep for. Um, it's hard to, it's hard to play against guys like that. You know, I think they were motivated. We were motivated. Um, it was, it was a fun game. There's a lot of people there, though. <laughs> now, help me understand this. Fostoria finished the year that year two and eighteen. Yes. I mean, unless unless I had that wrong. I mean, no. I, I mean, I I don't remember, but. Your league, your league was very, very good. Our league at the time. was really good. Our league, Willard, Bellevue, Shelby, Norwalk. I mean, they were they were really, really good teams. Well, you, uh, you know, you you move forward from this. This obviously had to be a big weight off your shoulders. Moving, getting that over with, um, heading back there. Uh, you guys end up beating Shawnee Lima Shawnee pretty bad. Um, and, and then uh, you know, in uh, the sixth game of the season. Uh, and I don't know, you could tell me this, but I think this is the only time I found where you were held under uh, double digits. You only had nine points in one in one game. I, that's the only game. Uh, who? Carry? Who? It, it may have been. Um, <laughs> not nine points was, you know, sometimes that's a that's a. I think I think I remember that game. I think it was against the Carry Blue Devils, who are like five minutes down the road from upper okay. I could be wrong I could be wrong but I I think this is the game this I if if my memory serves me correct they rescheduled the game to like an afternoon game it was at like one o'clock or something weird like that I'm a sophomore in high school I'm I I'm like like and I'm I'm not saying this to be mean but I was like okay we're the better team we're gonna win I played horrible. I played unmotivated, and I got – I think my dad benched me, actually. <laughs> and I was just – I was zoned out of it. I don't know where my head was at. It was a disaster, but we won. But I definitely – I definitely paid for it the next week in practice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I could you, be wrong, but I think I actually remember that game. Well, you got it going, John, because uh, about a week – you guys have a long layoff. You have a 12-day layoff after you beat uh, um, Shelby. You have a 12-day a layoff. You play Tiffin Columbia, uh, who you 
beat 88 77 and they were very good that year they were 15 and 5 um you had 44 or 41 i'm sorry that night and in the ap poll it was the first uh ap poll of the year um you guys come out ranked sixth to start the year so you know there people are noticing um and back then it was you know a, a lot of newspaper guys around the state that were voting and you your your playing career uh, at upper was sort of pre twitter um more the facebook uh, myspace era um and, and then a lot of uh, you know message board stuff when you played uh twitter just started to arrive at the end of your career so i can't imagine uh, you chasing this record with the social media that we have now. I mean, it would be, <laughs> it would be absurd. Um, yeah, it would have been crazy. Because you you know how that gets. Yeah. Um, but you guys move on. You guys continue to roll. Um, you beat Bellevue. You scored uh, your team scored thirty eight points in the first quarter. Um, Gabe ten. You have forty two points uh, in a game against Willard. And it always seemed like, and Jimmy was a year older yeah. than you. It it always seemed like you know you had forty two, Jimmy had thirty four, um, and it seemed like these Willard games, especially when Jimmy was in when was in high school, these were always high scoring yeah. affairs. Jimmy was a phenomenal player. They Willard had really good players. I mean, all through high school, I was all through my high school. You know, Jimmy Jimmy's a guy I talk to all the time. So he's one of my very good friends. Um, you know, funny story, Jeremiah went to Willard before he played for my dad. And one of his best friends was Jimmy's older brother, Twan. So I've known Jimmy for a while, even when we were younger. And, you know, they had good players, you know, Brandon Oney, um, Kevin Johnson. They had, they had very good players there. Yeah, they, they uh, and obviously before that, Greg got them down to the state with, uh, with yep. Nick and uh, was it Derek uh, Faye? Yeah. Uh, really good, really good teams. Uh, Greg, Greg, Greg does a fantastic job. Very happy yes. for him that he was able to get Liberty to the state in uh, 2019. Great coach. Um, so moving forward, uh, you know, Greg has Greg uh, McKaylee has a big night. He has 30 and a win over Bucyrus. Um, and then at the end of January, I, I wanted to ask you this at the end of the January, you know, this is obviously early in career. You both, you both commit to Valpo mm-hmm. uh, to play for Coach Drew. Um, Jake Jake was originally committed to Army, but I, uh, if I got this wrong, correct me. Uh, a back yeah. issue kind of d- disqualified him from, which kind of you know was a blessing in disguise because he ended up you know doing some great things at at Valpo. Yeah. Um, so you guys both commit there. Um, was I think it was Rex? Was Rex Walter the one that recruit? Yeah, did he, he recruit you? Coach, okay. Yep. So you know what? I know you probably always wanted to play together in college. Was was that kind of the big reason that you you both? Who pulled the trigger first on this? Uh, Jake did, if I remember correctly. But it was kind of something that we did together. We talked about it, and you know, Valpo is a fantastic school. Coach Drew, his family, like I can't say enough nice words to describe that whole family they're incredible the coaching staff the campus it felt right and you know I wasn't getting recruited 
heavily by a lot of high major schools at the time. And I was like, you know, okay, I'm a sophomore. You know, Valpo plays good schedules outside of the league. They play at North Carolina. They play at Duke. You know, they play at Ohio State. They play at these big schools. Like, yeah, that sounds awesome. I get to play with my brother again. And it felt like the right thing to do. Yeah, it is. And and your brother would actually um, end up coaching with uh, Coach Drew's son Mm -hmm. at, uh, at Vanderbilt. Um, which was a, a great opportunity yeah. for him. And now Jake's, Jake's back um, at Ohio State. But, uh, you know, just – you're right. Uh, great situation at Valpo. Um, it was – you know, you were a, a sophomore at mm-hmm. the time. Uh, Jake was obviously more pressed to make a decision um, being a senior. But you, you get that out of the way and then you uh, – continue to roll uh, you play fast story at home and you you rip them uh again uh and then you kind of close out the season you play your closest game uh as we mentioned earlier was against galleon uh a game you won 91 81 and this is crazy to me this is you clinched at least a share of the nl title for the first time since the 63 64 season um <laughs> That that is just that's crazy yeah. to me. Uh, your dad kind of has a track record of this of of making things happen. Um, I think uh, Greg Greg went over the thousand point mark in this game. So um, in all three thousand point scores on the team, uh, you know you would obviously hit that number and then some <laughs> uh, <laughs> three times that. Uh, but you you know. You're, you're closing out the year. You're starting to you get you get Willard again. Uh, you beat them 102 to 82 to go to 17 and 0. Uh, you had 30 points and 10 rebounds, and your brother had uh, 22 and 10 assists. Miles Weaver had a big night this night. He had 27 points and pulled down 13 boards. Uh, and again, Jimmy Langhurst had 32 for Willard. Um, you know, talk. If I I remember Miles could step oh, out could and, shoot and knock down Miles shots. Miles could shoot it, and he was tall. Yeah. He was like six seven. Yeah, and he he went on as you mentioned to play for um, Coach Goodwin down yep. there at Capital. But you know, at seventeen and zero, at, at at what point are you guys starting to? Is there any pressure to go undefeated, oh, or you just talk about that. is it no. the? It was always is it just the one game at a time? Let's. We right. never, we had great leadership. Um, you know, we were always focused. Um, it was never, well, we're trying to go undefeated. I mean, we were always focused doing our job next game. What, what was the, you know, obviously the upper Sandusky, it, it's not like, uh, you know, a, a Middletown or Kent McKinley or St. V or somewhere like that where VASJ where, you know, they're used to, you know, Going down to Columbus, you know, every couple of years, uh, what was the the following and the feel like in the community? Oh, great. Uh, um, they they totally bought in and supported us every game. Um, I mean, it was just a certain buzz around the town, and you know, it was just like it was a show. Like, ah, we're gonna go watch the basketball team tonight, and it was exciting. It was fun. We were winning, so <laughs> everyone enjoyed it. Well, you guys finished the year 20-0, and 0, um, ranked 
number one in the AP poll um, to to finish the season there, and then you would get the you get the tournament start. And your sectional and district's interesting because uh, there's a good chance that in your sectional district, you're going to have to play somebody from your league or maybe a couple of teams yeah. from your league. Well, you open the tournament with uh, a win over Galleon, uh, 99-76. Uh, you had 32 points to open the tournament. Your brother had 20 and 12 assists. Uh, and then you would get uh, a rematch of a regular season game at Fostoria where you'd play Port Clinton, uh, and you beat them 88-65. Um, you had, this is crazy. Uh, you had a first quarter performance where you had 21 points in the first quarter. Um, (laughs) so, and this was a game that you guys had to wait quite a bit on because, uh, Norwalk and Willard played before this in a three overtime thriller. Uh, so you guys were the back end of that double header that night. So it was a, a long wait before you played Port Clinton, but. It uh, didn't look like it hurt your your start to the game there. You finished with uh, 34 points that night, 21 in the first. Uh, you moved on to play uh, Norwalk there in the in the district final, a team you're really familiar with. Coach Steve Gray, Gray does a fantastic job. Yeah, yeah, great guy. Glad he got a state championship in, in 2014. Um, but you guys. Uh, this was this was the team, and I referenced this earlier that held you in the seventies twice out of the three times in the regular season. Uh, wouldn't be the case here. Ninety three sixty eight. Greg had a nice night. Twenty nine points, fourteen rebounds. A uh, guy we haven't really talked about much. Brock England, uh, fo- yeah. kind of a football guy, pretty pretty good athlete. Uh, he had a career high fourteen that night. Um, and your dad said, from what you understand, this is his first, this is their first district title, uh, couldn't go to a better group of young men in a better community. Uh, we want to look, we want to let this soak in for about 24 hours and go back to work. Uh, England said it feels good, but we have two more titles to get. Um, and and I, I love that mentality. I love that quote. Um, again, this was another Brock England, another, uh, role guy that you guys had that, uh, was capable if, yeah. if called upon. We had a lot of guys like that. Everyone, like I said, everyone did their job, and we all had the same mindset. And it was, you know, okay, we won the district, but we're not finished. That's not what we came here to do. This is something I wanted to add. This is wild. This next game, you guys are at the regional semis at Savage Toledo. Hall. Uh, Toledo University. Savage Hall. And you get uh, St. Mary's Memorial, who was coached by Josh Leslie at the time. Josh ended up going down to OG and winning a state title in 08 there at OG. Um, you, they, they, they came into this game only giving up 46.6 points per game. Uh, that was going to be kind of hard to keep you guys under that. Uh, you end up winning this game 83-74. Uh, but this wasn't easy by any means. Uh, you had uh, 37 Jake had 19, but this, this is the part that is crazy to me. This Wes Clark goes for 40, uh, and he came into the game averaging 15. Do you remember this I night? I honestly didn't remember that we played them in the first game of the regionals. <laughs> yeah, this sound. I mean, from the from the article, I was this sounded like this was a dogfight most of the night. Um, you. Uh, 
you, I think, I think it was either you or your brother was quoted after the game as saying this was probably the best team we've played mm-hmm. all year. Um, but yeah, this Wes Clark goes for 40, uh, you know, it was just that kind of <laughs> night. Um, a guy that scored what 25 points over his average, but you still were able to, to get it done. And then, um, St. V's in this. Yeah. Well, you, you trailed 46, 44 with five minutes to go in the third in that St. Mary's game. So there was, there was some, uh, you know, work to be done and then you obviously get it done. And then it, it's St. V's and, uh, you're looking at a matchup of the number one and number two team in the state. And John, I can remember, uh, exactly. I, I was sitting and where I was living, I was waiting at the, the district or the uh, regional games were, um, are held at Ohio university down in the area where I grew up. And, uh, I, I remember sitting at my computer following this game on JJ <laughs> huddle on the message board. And, you know, I kept telling all the people from back my way that I said, upper can win this game. They can win this game. Did I think that you would win this game by 30? <laughs> I mean, 85-55, you had 33. And this, and it seems like to me, John, that there was a, a certain point uh, in the tournament where this didn't become your – this was Jake's team um, as far Absolutely. as leadership goes. But from a scoring standpoint, it looks like that – there was a point early in, in the tournament where you kind of took this over and you from there on out were just, you know, lighting, lighting people up uh, 33 and eight in this game. <laughs> and this is probably my favorite quote. Uh, Drew Joyce said, I can't remember the last time I've been beaten by 30 <laughs> points. Uh the bottom line is we got beat by a better team. They were better coached. They played harder, played better together, and shot better. Uh, that was from David Lee Morgan, Jr., the Akron Beacon. Uh, and your dad said, we had a specific plan, and out of all the years I've coached, which was 32 at the time, these guys executed the game plan better than anyone I've ever seen. What, what do you remember about that? I mean, afternoon? I remember we won by 30, and I think – I just remember I, – I don't think many people gave us a chance. I mean, it's it's St. Beats, you know. It's St. Beats, right. number one in the state. I mean, yeah, we were number two, but I think – I still think up until that point, even with the regional semifinal game, I think there was question marks. Like, well, they haven't played as good of teams, or, well, you know, okay, it's St. Beats. They're going to lose. Eventually, it's going to – their luck's going to run out, you know. But, I mean, we – we were confident and we knew, I mean, they had big Lawrence Wilson played at Ohio state, Marcus Johnson, you know, they had, they had a great team and we knew we had to Marcus just like, listen, oof, we Marcus these guys. whether we wanted to or not, we can't. So we knew we had to shoot. Well, we knew we had to run and get them. Cause you, you like I said, you, you can't prep for it. You can't practice for it. So they hadn't played us against a style like we play. And we went out, and <laughs> I think that that game, I think we knew we're like, okay, we're we can. I think we always knew, but if there was any validity that we needed or anyone needed, it was the after that game. Yeah, it was. I mean, just absolute destruction um, of St. Vincent, St. Mary's. Who, you know, if you put if you put people back in the time frame. 
you're you're only talking two years removed from from LeBron being at St. Vincent St. Mary's. This team was carrying. Um, everybody knows they're good now. I mean, don't get me wrong, but the mystique yeah, that they were still carrying at that point in time is a lot different yeah. than it is even now. Um, and, and you know, you guys were able to to get them obviously pretty well, and, and OG got them the year before, but. Um, you know, obviously that wouldn't be the last people would hear of St. Vincent's St. Mary's. Um, now you get and you you played in the game. To me, looking at this, your next game, you make it downstate, March seventeenth. You play in one of the greatest high school games I have, at least not one of the most entertaining high school games I have ever seen. Uh, where you beat Dayton Dunbar 95-90. Uh, Dunbar was 22-4, and and this is wild to me. Came in as the ninth-ranked team in the state. That's a joke. Um, you guys played in front of 15,582, which is uh, something that, that they are not coming even close to these days. But and you, like I said, you can tell me you played in this game, but to me, I thought – I thought if you weren't the state champions, if you weren't in the equation, Dunbar was. Yeah, Dunbar was. I think everyone realized that, and that's obviously no disrespect to Triway. They were a phenomenal team, but just you look at look at the the players Dunbar had. Daquan Cook, probably one of the most talented guys I've ever seen. Yeah, they had a couple from a pure basketball talent standpoint. Probably one of the most talented guys I've ever seen. Uh, Big Aaron Pogue, you know Greg's little brother. Um, Norris Cole, I mean, they just – they were a very, very good team. Yeah, that uh, – uh, Mark yeah. Anderson was another guy on that team. Antoine Sane, Darren Powell. I mean, they just, mm-hmm. they were just loaded. And, you know, I'm looking at this and I'm like, you know, I remember the game. I remember sitting at the game. And, and when when you're watching games – you don't realize what greatness you're or, you know, the, when you can look back on it 15 years from now, um, 15 years ago, uh, you can go, wow, man, that was an incredible game. Uh, you guys made 16 threes, uh, in that game and, uh, they made four, uh, which was three, three point shooting has never been an MO of, of Dunbar and, you weren't surprised you got out rebounded um, by them, but you know you had a you had a really nice uh, you had twenty nine points. Uh, Greg had Greg had a great showing twenty six points. Uh, Jake with fifteen and, and and Miles with thirteen, and I think this was kind of like that. And you you kind of came on the scene here uh, from a statewide perspective. Uh, you come out and put 29 on Dunbar, who is a state power um, for decades. And, and I think people started to go, yeah, maybe this guy is a, is, is a little <laughs> bit better than Valpo. It's, yeah, I mean, it was definitely, you know, for me, kind of like what you said, just getting that state recognition. Um, you know, up until that point, I started getting, you know, recruited by some bigger schools and, um, you know, I think there was always that question of, well, how would he do against elite level athleticism or elite level players, which is a legit question because um, we weren't playing against that on a on a weekly basis. 
So the St. V's game really helped. But then obviously doing it down at State is just a different different animal. And to play against, you know, one of the top guys in the country, not just the state, in the country, and Daquan Cook. I mean, he's McDonald's All-American. And, you know, probably if there was a high school, if the high school role where you can go to the pros out of high school, he probably would have went. Um, I mean, it, it, that was just kind of like, okay, I think people kind of gained everyone, you know, in the state's respect at that point. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was a great game. Um, I think a lot of people walked away from that game really mm-hmm. impressed with Greg uh, from a basketball standpoint as well. He played really well in that game. And then you guys get, uh, you know, it, the game ended 94-86 with Wooster Triway. Um, this was one of those dreaded 10.45 a.m. <laughs> starters. Uh Triway was coming off a one-point win over Lyndon McKinley. There were 18,229 <laughs> on hand to witness this uh, state final, and that's, uh, that, that, that's just not happening uh, anymore. And um, you guys, you end up with uh, final 32 points, 14 rebounds. Greg had 21. Your brother had 14, nine assists, just his, his typical game, seven rebounds. And you guys go out 27 and oh, um, what a great way to, I mean, your brother wasn't the only senior. There were a lot of seniors on this team. What did that mean for you, for your brother and your dad? Uh, you're, you're a young guy. You still got two more. Uh, What did it mean for you? Just for them. Um, I mean, I remember, I remember growing up with my dad being a coach, we would always come to Columbus and watch the state tournament. Um, I have an uncle and aunt and grandmother who live five minutes from the shot. Um, so we would always come down for the state championship and stay at the house and go to the games. And I remember always going and just, you know, getting tickets outside the arena and, you know, going and going and shooting hoops at my uncle's house after games or in between games. And just to kind of have that come all together and come full circle for them was, was a special moment. Yeah, it's a, I mean, especially at a place like Upper Sandusky, where, you know, we've mentioned this before, these things don't happen uh, every other year. Uh, so for a group of guys to come together, uh, it was just like yeah. the, the perfect storm uh, with, with you guys showing up there. And, um, you know, obviously a lot of people uh, were very interested uh, in seeing your team down there once they, once they saw you guys against Dunbar, I don't think people could get enough uh, of that style of play. Um, obviously, Dunbar was, you know, ninth in the state. You can throw that out the window. Um, from, from a historic point of view, uh, probably the favorite going into that game because, as you said, people probably still had questions. Even after, even after uh, you know, beating St. V because then it, you know, you know how people are, it's like, well, they didn't have LeBron, you know, so, but you know, can they yeah. beat, can they beat Dunbar, you know, with Daquan and, and you got. Well, there you have it. John Diebler, once again, uh, great performance from him as always, whether it's on the court, off the court, behind the mic, um, once again, thank you to, to John for uh, 
allowing us to do this series, um, giving us that behind-the-scenes look and just um, through the eyes of, uh, of the guy that made this series possible. Uh, but, John, uh, the story does not end after the 0405 season for John. He has two more years. Jake uh, graduates and will head off to a very successful start to uh, his collegiate career at Valparaiso. Uh, and John and the Rams would go out and seek to to repeat or at least capture uh, hopes of capturing another state championship in his two years remaining. A lot of seniors graduated, really talented seniors graduated from this 0405 team. So it was going to be a new cast of characters um, in our next episode Uh as some new up up and comers, uh, Alex Falk would come into the mix, who would be a freshman uh, in John's junior season, and we'll be talking about that in the next episode. But in, in the in the last episode, we we spend um, more time focusing on John's individual marks, and I know that's not uh, something that that he you know cares to talk about. Um, above the team success and, and the team awards. But, but he does um, talk about some of the individual games that he has over his course of his junior and senior season, which um, if you remember or, or if you don't know a whole, a whole lot about it, you are going to be blown away by some of these games that, uh, that John had over the course of um, the 2005, 2006, and 2006-2007 season. So, a lot of our focus will be on those individual games and as the the chase of the record really takes takes off. So I hope you will join us for episode three. I hope you really um, liked episode two. So uh, be looking for episode three next Thursday and we'll talk to you then.